Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. I'm Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. Today we're talking about 14 days to change your life. Dun, dun, dun. This time. Coming up with this topic, um, I was reminded recently that the first 14 days of a college student's life in college as a freshman will determine the rest of their habits, their friend groups, their career, their romantic relationships or future spouses. And I'm just reminded as here we are, school starting around the country. And uh, any guys listening right now, you might be in this 14 day window where the decisions you're making as a college freshman will impact you for the rest of your life. And it's just a tough reality to accept that the decisions you are making right now, the friends you're hanging out with, how you are spending your nights and your weekends, your study habits, your church habits, your prayer habits, your girlfriend habits, all of these decisions are setting you on a trajectory for the rest of your life right now in these 14 days. And I think, you know, you may not be a college student. And as we were talking about yeah. this, the reality is that you you may have kids that are starting school. Maybe you've got friends who have kids that are starting school. Maybe you are retired. But we, we kind of galvanized around the fact that the next two weeks can change our life. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter where you are, what you've, where you've been. I know for me personally that, you know, the summer was crazy and just, we were really busy and it kind of fell out of a lot of routines. And I think there's a desire to say, you know, whether you're in college, whether you're out of college, can we approach the next two weeks with the mentality of, Hey, this, this could be an inflection point that changes the rest of my life. I think we have to, as Christians, we have, to, we're infused with hope and our baptism. Mm-hmm. One of the theological virtues, faith, hope, and love. And that that reality that that we desire something and we expect it to actually happen, mm-hmm. right? We, we have this hope. And if we're listening to this and it's been two weeks and we're a freshman in college and we look back and say, wow, I made a lot of bad decisions, there's hope that you can mm-hmm. change. To your point, what about the next 14 days, right? Because maybe those last 14 days have been really bad and our decisions have been garbage, but we have 14 more days or 20 more days, right? It's not yeah. just magical 14, but but that concept that two weeks, a lot can happen. A lot can but happen. we have a lot of, we have reason to hope and to, to not despair and to recognize that we can start again now. Yep. And it doesn't have to be in crazy big ways. And maybe it is, and maybe that's what's needed, but maybe it's just some small ways. You know, as I'm sitting here thinking about this and the word trajectory went, um, someone said it, maybe I said it, is I'm thinking about an airplane that that leaves Newark, New Jersey. I was just Mm, in Newark. I love Newark. Um, What? Yeah. it, It wasn't the best airport in the world, but imagine an airplane leaving Newark, heading west. And when it's on the runway and it takes off, it could either go straight or it could veer left or it could veer right. And those those tiny degrees of change would either send that plane to Australia, Los Angeles, or Alaska, just in the very, very beginning. And once you get going in that direction, it's kind of hard to change course. But as it takes off that runway, just a few degrees could send it in opposite corners of the world. And I think that's That's kind of what we're talking about here is that in just 14 days, you can make a tiny shift and completely change the trajectory of your future. Yeah, that's intense. I, um, you know, I wanted to share, I had a a memory from when I was in college uh, and this was on Ash Wednesday. Uh, And I think even earlier that day I had, I had fallen and had been struggling with some, with some purity and chastity stuff. And I remember the old Testament reading 
clear as day. I remember the reading was from Joel and the words were, even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart. And I remember just being struck that I could, you know, you have those moments where you're in mass or you're reading scripture and it's like, this is speaking directly to me. And I just remember the weight of that. I remember feeling like God was looking at me saying, yeah, I know. I know what the last two weeks, I know what the last 24 hours have been. And I'm looking you in the eye and saying, even now, even with all of that baggage, return to me with your whole heart. And there's something inside of my heart that just like you fall to the floor and you're like, okay, I give it, I give it back to you. I don't really know necessarily what the next Mm -hmm. step is, but I do return to you. And I think that's what we're getting at. Again, whether you're starting school, whether you've got kids starting school, how could we use this, the changing of the season, the end of the summer to kind of reorient the the habits and the structures and the way that we're living our life? I think it's a powerful subject. Yeah. Cause it's never too late. And you could have been an amazing person that went to every youth group activity in high school, got to college and whoa, or you were an amazing, amazing man, newly married, just, Mm -hmm. just pursuing the Lord. And then something happened in your life and you look at King David a man after God's own heart in his youth right was was anointed by the Lord to be the mm-hmm. king became this great king but then he found himself not leading his men out to battle which he should have as a king and he's hanging out in the castle whatever his palace sees Bathsheba naked brings her in commits adultery has her husband killed yep. a lot of really bad things right. that, that this amazing patriarch did but then we get Psalm 51 because he began again right in this this reality of I screwed up I'm, I'm repenting yep and, and starting again. So wherever you are in this journey, wherever you have been, again, that idea of hope, like look to the future and, and move forward. With hope. And so you're talking about King David, and I love how that story really displays my analogy of a few degrees, right? Totally. So did King David immediately just go kill Uriah? No. He started by just being lazy and just chilling on the couch on his roof. Like, right. Dang. that's where it started. And then it was like, well, if I'm sitting here, I might as well look at some porn, you know, <laughs> which was Bathsheba yes. bathing. And he's like, I'll just look once, you know, it's not going to hurt anybody. And then he's like, whoa. And then he called her and then he killed your, he tried to cover his sin first. And then he killed your, like that one, just little degree of, of being lazy led him to one thing, then another thing, then another thing. And, and all of a sudden he found himself way off course. And so again, if I'm going back to college and here I am a freshman, this is, this is me and my story at Colorado State University just a few years ago. A few. Yep. And I remember my... My first week. I, I absolutely remember it. I remember how my eating habits changed. I could go eat the chicken, all the chicken tenders, fries, and chocolate milk that I could ever want, and no one was going to tell me not to. No one cared, you know. I found myself partying every night that week. I went out every night that week. Why? Because there was always someone going out and always someone saying, hey, Steve, you want to go? It's like, yeah, I do want to go. So I found myself going out every night. Then I found myself showing up late or not going to classes. And once you don't go to one class, you don't go to a second class and a third class, etc. I found myself not studying. And, and so I just set myself on this trajectory where a year and a half later, if you fast forward, I had gotten to the point where I needed a crazy course correction. I was no longer on a trajectory that I wanted. I was not going to church. I was not living a pure life. I was not living a, a life of sobriety. I'd gotten involved in all kinds of crazy things. And so I needed a crazy course correction. And I discerned the Marine Corps or becoming a missionary in Juarez, Mexico. Mm. And God led me to Juarez. And it was there that I was able to 
turn that ship an entire year-long time in, in Juarez and coming back. And it took that and more to turn that ship. Focus ended up coming to campus even the year after that. And so we're talking, it took me three years to correct a year and a half of, of bad habits, all because of that first week on campus. Dang. And so the advice I want to give to to our brothers listening right now who are sitting there as, as freshmen or sophomores returning to campus is look at those little things that will become big things. Mm-hmm. When are you studying? How are you studying? Who are you studying with? If you are studying in a busy coffee shop with your friends who are going to distract you, you're not going to get studying done. Where are you praying? Where are you going to church? Let's just start there. Where's Where's church on Sunday and what mass are you going to go to and who's going to go with you? Um, how are you going to live your social life? Is it going to be going to bars and clubs and getting drunk or or is it wholesome activities where you can still have fun with good people? What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to put in your body? How are you going to exercise? All these little things, these decisions you can make right now as a freshman, as a sophomore, junior, senior in college that will change the rest of your life. I guarantee none of you want to get a divorce when you get older. None of you want to cheat on your wives. And to your point, that course you're setting yourself on 15 years from now, yep. just think about where that's going to put you. Yep. And, and start to wake up a little bit. So I want to give a shout out to John Michael Aceto. Uh He's a regional director for Focus, uh, an avid listener of the show. But he and I were talking this last week and and he was really just saying that he was grateful for when, when we talk practicals. You know, it's it's easy to stay in the clouds and, and talk about all these nice nice platitudes, but to actually get practical and, and to get into the weeds a little bit. And so I kind of want to go, I want to start with, you know, let's say wherever you are in life, whatever age you are, let's, let's say that you're sensing that you are off course course a little bit that you are looking at your life and you're saying, okay, to, to Steve's analogy, uh, I maybe have been made, made some bad decisions this summer, the last, the last couple months, last two weeks, again, whatever age you are. And I want to start with what can we do to start to make those course corrections? What can we, what can we put in our life in the next 14 days so that the next 14 days can actually be that course correction to change our life? And one of the things, you know, it, we'd be remiss if we didn't start with prayer, but I just want to share just from my heart, uh, as I said earlier, the summer's been busy. Uh, my wife, we've been married almost eight years and we've tried for a long time to pray together. It's been a, you know, we've tried to make that a, a, a priority in our marriage, but that has not been a big priority this summer. And so even now we've got, our, our daughters are starting in school on Monday for the last week, we have committed to waking up at the same time every day. We're throwing on Jonathan Rumi on the Hallow app, leading us through some Lexio for 15 he's minutes. So hot. And uh, oh, he's got a great voice too. When he gets into character, I'm like, Dude, I'm listening to for Jesus. For real. Um, but the, no, the, I, the voice that, part, not the right. not the Hawks not him heart. being a hottie. Yeah. Okay, well, I I just want to say that 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 simple. It's it's take it takes 15 minutes every morning yep. and we just have to be committed to it. But even after seven days of doing this, I can already sense, all right, I'm starting to get into the habit. This is something mm-hmm. I'm starting to look forward to. I can sense that there's, you know, the Lord's doing things. And so I, I just want to put that out there as a practical. If you're looking at your life and you sense that you are off course, what can we do to start to make that course correction? And and I would offer just 15 minutes of prayer a day can, can be a massive course mm-hmm. correction. If you think about the next 10 years of your life, 15 years of your life. Uh, So I I would start there. And speak to all the the married folks out there because it's it's easy for a 14-day bad streak to become a 20-day bad streak to become Mm -hmm. a month, two months, three months, five years, 10 years of just... When you're off a little bit, Steve, with that analogy with the Newark flight, in a marriage, you look back and, and you're 10 years in and you've got walls built up. You don't talk to each yeah. other anymore. Like it, it just gets real bad real fast in yeah. marriage, potentially. Mm-hmm. And so if that's where you're at, again, take take that one step back.
back, right? Begin again, apologize, call someone, take her to a counselor, like just do something, reinvest, don't give up, have hope. And whatever, I don't know where you're at, but apologizing is always a good start. Mm -hmm. Um, Asking your wife if she wants to go to a marriage counselor, if if you guys need that, a marriage retreat that helps with that. Um, Or just reignite the things that you used to do. Maybe it's date nights. Um, I know, honey. But whatever it is, like do something, don't give up. And I know a lot of you are married or going to be married. And that's going to be a very real thing because the devil wants Mm -hmm. to step in and separate the two of you. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's the prayer thing. You know, that's what you need. But if it's a bigger thing, you've got walls put up and it's going to take longer to be healed. There's lots of resources out there. Yeah. I want to go back to the college campus. And on uh, campus, we talk about sobriety, chastity, and excellence. And we've dabbled into all of those, even in this podcast. But it's an easy way to kind of break those things down. And so with sobriety, again, I already mentioned, what are you doing on the weekends and the nights? How many drinks are you drinking? Um, What are you smoking? What shouldn't you be smoking? What are you eating and shouldn't be eating? Uh, Sobriety from video games, from movies, from binging um, Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is you're watching or social media. Uh, I believe that young people are legitimately addicted to their cell phones and to social media, like actually addicted, which means you are struggling in sobriety. So what what in that category can you begin to change that course and, and make a course correction? Chastity, whether it's in your mind, in your heart, in action with yourself or action with others. Where are you struggling? What are you thinking about that you shouldn't be thinking about? What are you doing with yourself you shouldn't be doing? Or with others, how can you begin to make a course correction before those ha- those bad habits form and you take those bad habits into a relationship, into your marriage? And, and as Thomas said, it just leads you down a really dark, tough road that's way harder mm-hmm. to change later on than these smaller few degree course corrections right now. And then excellence, like I already mentioned, working out, eating right, going to church, getting your prayer in. What do you need to set up? What are the guardrails you need to set up from driving off the road? And what are the the lane stripes you need to paint so that you just stay in your lane and and figure out the best way to not only live orderly and to live a, a sober, chaste, an excellent life, but to become holy, to become a saint, to become the man that God created you to be. So we, we spent a lot of time so far in this episode talking about, okay, you sense you're off course or, or kind of the, hey, here's the dangers of getting off course. Thomas, you mentioned at the beginning the virtue of hope. And I think I, I want to switch practically to, okay, how can we actually, regardless of where you're at, look at the next 14 days and say, man, little changes now have yeah. immense impact in the in the rest of my life. And how do we actually foster some of that that hope, that goodness? Like a lot can change for the better in two weeks. Yep. And so I, I'd love to go there thinking through what are what are some of the things that can inspire us to make some of those changes? Again, the thing I love about your analogy, Steve, is it's a one degree course correction yeah. can set you ten thousand miles apart. Totally. So we're not we're not talking about like cold showers and sleeping on boards and fasting for the next two weeks. We're talking about like, hey, what's something very small that you can do yeah. that can set you on a new course? Like, there's a lot of hope that I think we could mm-hmm. we could flesh out a little bit. Yeah, it, is it? I don't know if it's atomic habits atomic habits, but one thing is trying to get rid of the stuff that pulls you into those bad habits, mm-hmm. which can be difficult. can be easy. If it's cut cable for a minute or two or a couple of weeks, maybe that's too dramatic, Brock, to your point. But I know with, with me, I wanted to get back into working out. It's kind of some physical excellence there. Steve, you kind of mentioned that. So it was three days a week, just five minutes doing something just to get back. Because if I went too big and I'm, I'm going to do 30 minutes, I would quit after yeah. a couple of weeks. I just didn't have the habit. So, so just, you know, it doesn't have to 
too big, dramatic, even though sometimes we want to do that, especially as men, that big dramatic thing. But can you, can you start saying no to, to just one thing that maybe distracts you? Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to put my phone down after nine o'clock at night, Mm -hmm. right? Just, or or 10 o'clock. I I don't know, but something that, that you feel like is very doable and is not going to be super hard, but can be super helpful. And then keep building on that. You know, if it's 10 o'clock, then the next, then maybe after a month it's 9.30, right? Mm-hmm. And so you just slowly, incrementally keep building habits. Yeah. So a friend just told me just the other day, and a saint said it, and I don't remember what a saint said it, so I don't want to make something up, but they said, um, make it easy to do good and hard to do bad. So create these habits in your life that make it easy to do good and hard to do bad. And so I love that idea, Thomas, that if when you look at unchased things on your phone is at night laying in bed, charge your phone somewhere else. Charge it in the bathroom or a different room. Like you're just making it easier on yourself to be bad. If you know that you only pray first thing in the morning, wake up at a time when you know you will be doing nothing else but you have the opportunity to pray or create a spot in your dorm room or your home where you can pray. So create different environments for all these habits. Make it easy to do good and hard to do bad. I think to that point, Steve, would be get get people to commit to this stuff with you. Get some brothers to do some of this stuff with you. I've shared on, on the podcast before, but just some different accountability relationships I've had in the past have made different, like more challenging things I've done in my life way easier when you've got somebody that you can kind of call and say, yo, this is, this is hard. This is like, you know, I made the commitment a week ago, but now I'm a weekend and this is hard. And I want to like commiserate with somebody. I want to share in that with somebody. So I, to your point of making doing good easy and doing bad hard, getting somebody to get in the trenches with you, to stand shoulder to shoulder, to make the same commitments with you. I think your chances of success, I know my chances of success skyrocket when I get brothers in the trenches with me. Well, it's accountability, right? It's someone who's going to have the guts to ask you, hey, how's this going? And you're going to feel free enough to answer honestly. Mm. Because we lie to ourselves and we trick ourselves all the time. It could also change that guy's life, right? And Steve, you talked about your first couple of weeks in college. Mine was similar. I was there for football. And the first thing I got invited to do outside of practice by my teammates was to go drink beer during fall camp. And again, that just, that not to blame that, but that was a trajectory that, that then I kept going on. What if a teammate invited me to something else, like a Bible study? And I think like, you know, inviting someone to, to journey with you could be pulling them on a different trajectory too. It could be it could be changing their life while you ask them to help you change yours. That's a great point, especially for the guys on campus. You know, maybe you are living a pretty virtuous life and you're trying pretty mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. How is the Lord maybe asking you to go use the next two weeks to change one of your brother's lives? Dude, for real. How, yeah. how, this is an opportunity, you know, we, we, we talk all the time, oh, you know, where are these big battles? What are things that I can actually go be a hero? Mm-hmm. Man, if you're on a campus and you choose to spend the next two weeks, the first two weeks of school, investing yeah. in guys that are getting pulled in all of these different directions, that yeah. is heroic yep. and needs to be celebrated. So I've got a friend right now and don't want to reveal too much so that they're figured out. But right now they're going through life where for the next two weeks, their life will either take a dramatic shift in a good way, or they will stay stagnant and their life will continue on a bad path. And I'm in it right now. Just this morning, I had a conversation with them about some major purity issues and they were afraid to walk away from those to pursue the Lord. They wanted to say yes to the Lord, but they didn't want to give this up yet. And, and, 
And I know they want it, though. I know they want it, and they don't know how, so they're going to go talk to a great priest tomorrow morning, and that's been set up. And it's just so fun to sit back and, and know that this is happening right now for my friend, that the next 14 days will determine the rest of their life. And Brock, to your point, how many men or women out there can we have an impact on after listening to this for the next 14 days of their life and maybe their eternity can change? And we're not, yeah, we're not trying to change the entire destination. We're just working on one, one degree, degree at a time. Get the trajectory. Yeah. yeah. And and again, not to over-dramatize, you don't mean 14 days and you can't re make a different decision, right? That's not what you're saying. No. But uh, so for those people that are like, man, I just, my last 14 days sucked. I, oh, well, no, like the, there's always the hope. The Lord is always waiting even now, for you. Well, even return now, to return me. to me. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Guys, uh, we've given a lot of practical tips out there too. Um, so I encourage the listeners, grab onto one or two of those things. We've given a lot, but grab onto one or two. Find someone who will walk shoulder to shoulder with you. Um, be open with them. Commit to them and invite them on this journey with you. 14 days to change your life. That's it for today, guys. God bless. <laughs>